Hello, and welcome to Serrated Edge. Today, my brother is going to be reading Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, it so if you are in the U.S., it would be called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, but it was originally Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, but they changed it just cause I don't know why. Anyway, um, yeah, my brother's going to be reading Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Anyway, um... Everything, everything, everything is invading the studio! Why does it have to do this? Shoo cow. Shoo cow. Goodbye, cow. See you later. Out of the studio. Out. Out. Bye. <coughs> Harry Potter, book one. The, uh, chapter one. The Boy Who Lived. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four, Privet Drive, were proud to say that, uh, they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. They're the last people well, you'd expect to be involved in anything strange or mysterious because they just didn't hold, hold with such nonsense. Mr. Dursley was as the director of a firm called Grunnings, which made drills. He was a big, beefy man with hardly any neck, although he did ha have a very large mustache. Mrs. Dursley was thin and blonde and had nearly twice the usual amount of neck, which came in, in very useful as she spent so much of her time um, craning over garden fences, spying on the neighbors. The Dursleys had a small old son called Dudley, and, and in their opinion, there was no finer boy anywhere. The Dursleys ha had everything they wanted, but they also had a secret, and their greatest fear was that somebody would discover it. They didn't think they, they could bear if any anyone fa found out about the Potters. Mrs. Potter was Mrs. Dursley's sister, but they hadn't met for s several years. In fact, Mrs. Dursley pretended she didn't even have a sister or because her sister and her good-for-nothing husband and were, were as undersleyish as it was possible to be. The Dursley shuddered to think what the neighbors would say if the Potters arrived in the street. The Dursleys knew that, that the Potters had a small son, too, but they had never seen him. This boy was another good re reason for, for keeping the Potters away. They didn't want Dudley mixing with a child like that. When Mrs. When Mr. and Mrs. Dur Dursley woke up on the dull gray Tuesday, our story starts. There was nothing about uh, the cloudy east sky outside to suggest us that strange and mysterious things would soon be happening all over the country. 
Mrs. Dursley hummed, hummed as, he, as he picked out his more, most boring tie for work. <laughs> and Mrs. Dursley gossiped away happily as, as, he, as she wrestled a screaming deadly into his high chair. Now them I've noticed is a large tawny owl flutter or past the window. At half past eight, Mr. Dursley picked up his briefcase, packed Mrs. Dur- Dursley on the cheek, and tried to kiss Dudley goodbye, but missed, because Dudley was, was now having a tantrum and throwing his cereal at the walls. Little tyke. Mr. Dursley as he left the house. He got into his car and backed out of numbers for his drive. It was on the corner of, of the street they noticed the first sign you know, of something peculiar. A cat reading a map. For a second, Miss, Mr. Dursley didn't re, re, realize as what he had seen. Then jerked his head Right around to look again. There was a tabby cat standing on the corner of P- Privet Drive, but there wasn't a map in sight. What could what could he he have been thinking of? It must have been been a trick of the light. Miss Mr. Dursley he blinked, blinked, and stared at the cat. It stared back. As Mr. Dursley, he drove around the corner and up the road, he watched his cat in his mirror. It was now reading the sign that said, it private drive. No, looking at the sign. Cat, cats couldn't read maps or signs. Mr. Dursley g- gave himself a little shake and put the, the cat out of his mind. And as he drove down toward toward town he thought uh, of nothing except a large order of, of jays he, he was hoping to get that day. But on the edge of town jays were, were driven out of his mind by something else. As, as he, he sat in the usual morning traffic jam he couldn't help noticing there there seemed to be a lot of strangely dressed people about people in clothes. Mr. Dursley couldn't couldn't bear or or people who dressed in in funny clothes. The gaps you saw in young people. He supposed this was some stupid new fashion. He, he drummed his fingers on the sink when his eyes fell on a huddle of these weirdos standing close by. They were whispering excitedly together. Mr. Dursley was, was enraged to see that a couple of them weren't young and old. Or why? That man had to, had to be older than he was and wearing an emerald green cloak. The nerve of him! But but that struck Mr. Dursley that this was probably some some silly stunt. 
These people were obviously c- collecting for something. Yes, that would be it. The traffic moved on, and, and a few minutes later, Mr. Dursley arrived in the grunting parking lot, his mind back on drills. Mr. Dursley, who always sat and was his back to the window, in his office on the ninth floor. If he hadn't, he might have found it harder to concentrate on on Drew's that morning. He didn't see the owls swooping past in broad daylight, though people down the street did. They pointed and gazed open-mouthed as as owl after owl sped overhead, most of them, them had, had never seen an owl even at night time. Mr. Dursley, he, however, had a perfectly normal owl-free morning. He yelled at five different pe- people. He made several important telephone calls and shouted a bit more. He was in a very good mood until lunchtime, and when when he thought he he he'd stretch his his legs and walk across the road to buy himself over a bun from the bakery, he he'd forgotten all about the the people in cloaks until he passed a group of them next to the bakers. He eyed them angrily and. As he passed, he didn't know why, but but they made him uneasy. The, this bunch were whispering excitedly too, and he couldn't see a single collecting tin. He was on his way back past them, clutching a large donut in a bag. They caught a few words of what they were saying. The pars, that's right, that's what I heard. Yes, their son Harry. Mr. Dursley, he stopped dead. Fear flooded him. He looked back at the whis- whisperers as, as, he want, as if he wanted to say something to them, but he thought, but thought better of it. He dashed, dashed back, back across the road, hurried up to his office, snapped at his secretary not to disturb him, seized his cell phone, and and then almost finished dialing his home number when he changed his mind. And he put the receiver back down on end and, and, and shook his mustache, thinking, no, he was being stupid. Power wasn't such an unusual name. He was sure there are lots of people could could. Old Potter who, who asked on Cold Harry. Come to think of it, he wasn't even sure his nephew was Cold Harry. He, he'd never even seen the boy, never been Harvey or Harold. There was no point in worrying Miss, Mrs. Dursley. He sure got not too upset at any mention of her sister. He didn't blame her or if he'd had a sister like that. But but all the same, those people in cloaks. He found it a lot ha- harder con- to concentrate on Dresa afternoon, and when he left the building at 5 o'clock 
Oh, he, he was still so worried. They walked straight into someone just outside the door. Sorry, sorry, he grunted as as the tiny old man stumbled and almost fell. It was a few seconds and before when Mr. Dorsey realized that the man was wearing a violet cloak. He didn't seem at all upset being almost knocked to the ground. On the contrary, his face split in, into a wide smile and he said in a squeaky voice that made passerby stare, Don't, don't be sorry, my dear sir, sir for nothing could uh, upset me today. Rejoice, for, for you know who has gone at last. Even muggles like yourself should, should be celebrating this happy, happy day. And the old man hugged, hugged Mr. Dursley around the mill and walked off. Mr. Dursley sh- stood rude to the spot. He had been hugged, hugged by a complete stranger. He, he also thought... Uh, he had been called a muggle, whatever that was. He was rattled. He hurried to his car and set it off for home, hoping he wasn't imagining things, which he had never hoped before because he didn't approve of imagination. As he pulled into the driveway of number four, the first thing he, he saw, and it didn't improve his mood, was the tabby cat he ate spot that morning. It was now sitting on the garden wall. He was sure it was the same one. It had the same markings on its eyes. Shoo! said Mr. Dursley loudly. Loudly, The cat didn't move. It just gave him a stern look. Was this normal cat behavior? Mr. Dursley wondered. Trying to, to pull himself together, he... He let himself into the house. Mrs. Dorsey had a nice no- normal day. She told him, him over dinner how all about Mrs. Ne- next Door's problems with her daughter and how, how Dudley had, ne- had learned a new word. Won't! Mr. Dursley tried to act normally. When Dudley had been put to bed, he, he went to the living room in time to catch the latest report on the evening news. And finally, bird watchers everywhere have reported that the nation's owls have been behaving very unusually today. Although owls was was normally hunt at night and uh, hardly ever seen day, daylight. There have been hun- hundreds of sayings of these birds, birds flying in every direction since sunrise. Uh, experts are, are unable to explain well, why, why the owls have suddenly changed their sleeping pa- pattern. The newscaster allowed himself a grin. Most mysterious. And now, now over to Jim Mef- McGuffin with the weather. Go- going to be he, uh, any he sh- any more showers of hours was tonight, Jim? Well, Ted, said the weatherman. I don't know about that, but 
But it's not, not only the hours I've been acting oddly today. Viewers as far as apart as Kent, York, Sharon, Dundee have been phoning in to tell me then said and and of the rain I I promised yesterday, they've had a downpour of shooting stars. Perhaps people will have been celebrating Bonfire Night early. It's not until oh, next week, folks, but I can promise a wet night tonight. Mrs. Dursley, he sat frozen in his arm. Shooting stars all over Britain, owls flying by daylight, mysterious is 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 people rolling cloaks. Looks looks all over the place, and a whisper, a whisper about the Potters. Mrs. Dursley he came into the living room carrying in two cups of tea. It was no good. He he had he had. He'd have something to say later. He cleared his throat nervously. Er, Petunia, dear, you haven't heard heard from your sister lately, have you? As he had expected, it, Mrs. Dursley, he, Mrs. Dursley, he looked shocked and angry. After all, well, well, she, after all, well, well, she, they normally, he pretended she didn't have a sister. No, she said sharply. Why? Funny stuff on the news, Mr. Josie mumbled. Owls shooting stars, as in there are a lot of funny looking people in town today. Well, well, I just thought maybe it was something to do with, you know, her crowd. Mr. Dursley sipped her tea, he supersed lips. Mr. Dursley, he wondered whether he he dared tell her he heard the name Potter. He decided he didn't dare. Instead, he said, and and as casually as he, he could, their son, he'd, he'd be about Dudley's age now, wouldn't he? he? I suppose so, said Mrs. Dursley he stiffly. What, what, what's his name? Him again? Howard, isn't it? It? Harry. Nasty common name, if you ask me. He, Oh yes," said Mr. Dursley, his heart sinking horribly. "Yes, I quite agree." He didn't say another word on the subject as they went upstairs to bed. When Mrs. Dursley was in the bathroom, Mr. Dursley crept to the bedroom window and peered down into the into the front garden. The cat was still there. It was staring down the drive as though it were waiting for something. Was he imagining things? Could, could all this have to do with the Potters? If it did, if if it got out that 
they were related to a pair of. Well, he didn't think he could bear it. The Dursley's gone to bed. Mrs. Dursley, he fell asleep quickly. He but but Mr. Dursley lay awake, turning it all over in his mind. His last comforting thought. Before he fell asleep, was that even if the powers was were involved, okay, involved there, there was no reason to come um, um, near him and Mrs. Dursley. The powers knew very well what what he and Petunia thought, thought about, about them and their kind. You couldn't see how 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 he and Petunia. Uh, I could get mixed up in anything that might be be going on. He yawned and turned over. It couldn't affect them. How very wrong he was. That's the end of the episode. It's the end of the chapter. But the chapters are long. And it's yeah. And we and we'll do the next. And we'll finish the chapter in like a week or two, Gav. Maybe. Yeah. Ever tried, ever failed, no matter. Try again, fail again, fail better by Samuel Beckett.